a movie about the offspring of Disney's most famous villains, except, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg. We're talking Descendants on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and follow your own path. Um, boy, oh boy, it's another in-person record, which, uh, and <laughs> oops, I accidentally forgot to record an episode for a month and a half, but hey, it's still the pandemic and we're all doing the best we can. But speaking of doing the best we can and recording podcasts, um, my guest today, she's been on before. You remember her from the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone if you're from foggy old London town. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, I feel it sounds like I'm stalling. I'm not stalling. I'm just like in the same room as somebody. Um, <laughs> she hosts her own podcast, uh, Sam We Are, as well as she runs the monthly show, The Afternoon Mike, right here in Philadelphia. It's Sam Cap. Hey. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Fan favorite. Fans don't talk to me that much, but I'm sure they would say that you're a favorite. <laughs> I mean, I'm back for a second time, so hopefully they don't hate me. I know I wasn't brilliant on my Harry Potter episode. For the record, I am not a stan of Harry Potter. Well, I, I, and we talked about it on that episode. Like, neither of us, we don't hate Harry Potter, but it's just like, we kind of missed the boat. We didn't read them. We were, I don't know, reading Diary of Anne Frank or whatever. I definitely read the Diary of Anne Frank like 10 times. I did the play multiple times. My mom still does the play. So we're, okay. we love Anne Frank. You know, it's interesting connection. I was in a different Holocaust play. So when I was in seventh grade, um, my middle school put on a production of Brundabar. Ring you a bell for anybody? No. But it's an opera that was written for and performed in Auschwitz. And it was wow. a parable that was performed for the Nazis and the American Red Cross. And uh, the character that I played was uh the hitler allegory so and on top of that we also had as part of the program the show um we had our intermission and we paused the show and a scholar interviewed a woman that was in the production in auschwitz and then she sang with us at the end wow it was a wild production and we wonder why jewish adults have anxiety yeah (laughs) You know, we think about it. We look back on those times when other kids are doing, you know, normal things like reading Harry Potter. And here we are talking about Anne Frank and Auschwitz Mm -hmm. and hugging Holocaust survivors. Yep. Like from an early age, you uh, Jewish children draw horrific images just because we we know it. Um, (laughs) But you know what? I bet I bet some of the characters in this movie would have been very excited about the Holocaust. Yes, I bet if these kids were captured in the Holocaust, they'd have something to sing about too. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Descendants, which is um, it's a, kind of a recent Disney Channel original movie phenomenon. There's three of them. We're discussing um, the first one. And you you said that recently, because when, when I was um, asking you to come on again, you said that you like binged all three of them recently. What drew you to these movies? I was in the pandemic. I turned 30. I had nothing left to do with my life. I had nothing to look forward to. I was looking for movies. I had rewatched and watched everything on my list 10,000 times, 
Golden Girls got watched twice during the pandemic. Nice. All my favorite shows got watched twice during the pandemic. You know, you, you just don't have much else after that. And so I was scrolling through Disney Plus. Um, shout out to my brother who gave me his Disney Plus login. Well, also, Disney Plus, I feel like, is the streaming service that you're like, okay, I'm like really out with Netflix and Hulu and whatever other tertiary one you have. Like, I guess th- there might be something on Disney Plus. Right. Exactly. It's a, you know, they have a lot of great things on there. Yeah. And when I was a kid, as we were just discussing, when I was a kid, I didn't watch a lot of like childhood favorites that a lot of people had. I was watching a lot of like serious things with my family, lots of Holocaust programs, no sure. lie, um, but also just like NYPD Blue and Sex in the City and just all kinds of inappropriate things that I should not have been watching as a child. Um, but So I missed out. I feel like I missed out on a lot of like fun childhood things. So I like to sort of as an adult now go back and like relive those moments that a lot of kids had that I missed out on. Totally. And so I like, did you get drawn to Descendants? Because you're like, oh, like Disney is doing their like meta thing again. Yeah, I think what drew me to it is I'm not even a big um, I'm not a big like Disney princess person. That's never been like my thing. Um, I didn't really care for that much when I was young. My mom was very much like, oh, that's terrible. A woman just living for a man. You know, she was such a good 70s feminist mom. So listeners, to recap, Sam doesn't like Harry Potter. She doesn't like Disney stuff. Maybe someday she'll discover a thing that she likes. I hate everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so uh, but I'm not like a huge Disney princess person, but I really love um, storylines that sort of take very well-known characters but give you like the after story or the pre-story or the side quest sure so yeah so you're like a wicked person a right Guildenstrand or dead you know i don't don't even know what that was but try that i'd love it the one where it's like the two guards in hamlet and somebody wrote Mm. a play about them and it's like them before and after they're like two scenes in the show right exactly that's the sort of stuff I like is taking these well-known characters and looking making a new story from the perspective that you weren't expecting um like this is so lame I'm such a I'm such a weird adult because I'm like a 30 year old woman and I'm currently watching the new CW show Superman and Lois I have to admit it wow it's so good it's like made for teenage boys like the commercials are literally like like this person sit on Reddit hashtag baller and I'm Amazing. I'm well, like that, that's, that's not the made CW for me. In a <laughs> yeah, I'm like is that who I am? Um, so I, and stuff like that. Well, that that's sort of like um, it's kind of a similar concept where it's like Superman and Lois when they're adults and they have two teenage kids. So oh, it's like okay. that story. And the dis- and I keep wanting to call it the Descendants, but it's just Descendants. Um, the Descendants is something else. Yeah, that's isn't that the uh, that's that really depressing George Clooney movie. Yep. Right, exactly. So Descendants is a similar concept where it's taking the well-known villains, ca- villain characters from Disney plot lines, and it's like showing you their children and, and like, them post. And so these these weren't your types of movies as a kid. So did you have you seen like all of the? Disney movies that they're like talking about in this yes I think I've seen them all I wasn't like obsessed with them I didn't watch them a thousand times but I've seen them all I'm familiar with the Disney universe (laughs) cinematic universe Uh, (laughs) you know it's crazy I don't think I've ever seen Sleeping Beauty I feel like out of all of the old like Disney princess ones like that's kind of the most like boring one and and the creepiest one, you know, I yeah. just saw someone post. They were like, I watched Sleeping Beauty with my kid. And when the prince went to kiss her, my son, my seven year old son was like, you can't kiss people without asking. 
And yeah, I was like, that's a good brilliant. kid. That's a good kid. Yeah. I was like, amazing. Yeah. But now there's this whole resurgence with Maleficent just on her own. Right. And I'm like, okay, I guess we all care about this character now. Yeah. Um, the villains. Also, so, I mean, well, let's just get into it. I also should have looked up if Snow White gives her a name. But I like that Snow White's mom, the witch, like, they just call her the evil witch. Like, she, yeah. has, she does not have a name. you got to give Kathleen and Jimmy a name. You have to give... That's what... I guess that's what it's always called in the history of the, yeah, like, the story is just evil, evil queen, evil witch. Yeah, because... If that's I remember Snow White correctly, like that's her stepmother or something. Right. And she's like, this bitch about to take over this throne. I'm going to go walk in the woods and then I'll like soak up like a raisin and then I'll come back. Yeah. Um, And then I guess between that and this movie, she just had another kid. Right. I guess so. Who? Look, not to be rude. Who? Who's fucking these women? <laughs> And I guess Jafar, where... Yeah. Who's Jafar's wife? Jafar, yeah, right? Who is Jafar's wife? That's true. They don't talk about their partners. And they I'm just assuming are they don't get into that arcs. in the subsequent sequels. I don't believe they do, no. Mm, I don't believe they do, no. But they bring in other characters, you know, like Ursula's daughter. And spoiler I, alert, spoiler alert. I am alert. excited about Ursula in two. I'm, you should watch it. I, I, <laughs> it's good. I, like, I had a goofy enough time watching this that I was like, I'll, I'll fucking do the next one. Why not? It feels like a fever dream. It's kind of like watching Cats. It's just you're like, what is yeah. happening right now? You're like, this is so weird and I just love it. That's a really great way to put it because like, because I wrote, I, I've been writing down my ratings before I record because I, I don't like when I accidentally get swayed and like Got I it. could not figure out whether to put this at the very bottom or the very top just because <laughs> it's like it's so campy it's not like yeah it's like good enough but like it's not it's not great right exactly like the lip syncing is so bad that's like the first thing i notice is just like how badly they are going watermelon applesauce like it <laughs> is so terrible yeah well i mean th- so this also apparently according to imdb this wasn't going to be a musical film oh, but then Kenny Ortega who famously did a high school musical um Hocus Pocus uh Newsies once he came on he was like let's do a musical um so the music opens the show the movie opens after like a really clunky prologue of like hello son of B- Bell and the Beast you're gonna be the king at 16 now which I didn't understand and then right. uh, they get into what's what's the song uh where all the bad- rotten to the core yes rotten to the my core. favorite song I sang it all day I listened to it it's stuck in my head forever yeah like this does the my favorite like Disney or like kids theater thing where like being bad means like wearing like really loose layered clothing and then just jumping yeah and that's really it yeah. Um, and and then, stealing lollipops from babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's, we also learned that Mal, who's the uh, daughter of Maleficent, um, she likes to uh, spray paint because that's also Ooh. how you show that you're a punk and a badass. And like, it's just like, I've seen it done successfully where, where there's a song or something about like, I love being bad. It's good to be bad. This doesn't really pass the vibe. Oh, no, it's uh, so terrible. Like, it's it's beautiful in, in how it is not successful. Like, the, yeah. the guy, like, everybody is giving it their all. Like, it's the classic campiness of a Disney Channel original movie where, like, the budget's low, but spirits are high. Right. And, like, right. the kid that plays Jay, who's Jafar's kid, like, 
he's got nothing. Him and also Cruella's son has nothing to do in this movie. Yeah, they're both like kind of just low energy characters. The girls are really... They're the stars. Yeah, because then the like, girls the are boys just are just like messy. They just like they right. get really excited about eating chocolate for the first time, and that's most of the movie. Right, exactly. It's just them eating and being excited. Whereas the women have like more character development in a sense. Kind of. I also could bit? not figure out like uh, the evil queen's daughter's deal. I could not mm. figure it out. It, like from start to finish, like what was her what was her thing? Yeah, because like I, she didn't seem that evil. No, I think if you, so I read, this was my rewatch, right? So I watched it and then I saw and I was paying attention and she had these sort of like, I think, see, I wrote down at one point, I feel like she believed in the princess Disney love thing from the beginning. She had this like little twinkle in her eye. You know, anytime anyone talked about love, she'd like smile, you know, and like give the camera a little wink, you know? And she likes to sew and create clothing. She's not evil. Well, that, cause I remember that maybe I'm misremembering Snow White. But um, I I don't think the queen was like evil, evil, like mm. like a lot of complex characters. It's like they have a different point of view. And if I remember correctly, the queen's whole thing was that Snow White was going to take over, take power. And also like just this older, more regal woman being threatened by this like young woman that everybody else immediately right. likes more than her. So like. You know, she didn't do the right thing. She was kind of rude to Snow White. But, like, I don't think she's evil, really. I'm trying to remember. Like, you asked me if I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. But I'm, like, trying to remember the Sleeping Beauty. Is that the the prick on the finger? Or is that the apple? Why no, so blanking? the apple is Snow White. And now that I'm remembering, she did Snow try White. to poison right. <laughs> her to death. Yeah, um, she d- and then she's, she got her stuck in a room or something or told, turned her into gold. I don't remember the story. I'm mixing it up. But yeah, there, there's a lot She did there. something. She pricked her. She made her bleed. Everyone went to sleep. Did I mix them up again? I think, well, Sleeping The whole Beauty kingdom went to sleep, one right? What? Isn't that right? You know, if you know what we're talking about. I'm just making things up. Don't know. just fact sounds, check me. That sounds right. I'm really bad with facts, so fact check me. Yeah, because um, I think... That's my not my main issue with this, but like, yeah, they're villains, and like Maleficent is clearly like evil, evil, evil. Yeah, because she she laughs at things that are bad or something. But like, because the, she's Christian Chen- Chenoweth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that that what a reveal! I was like, oh, okay. Right. That's why I was like, you're gonna love this movie because it it's like super campy, it's super cheesy and terrible and amazing. It's got great EDM. Who doesn't love EDM? Kathy and Jimmy. It definitely does have. And Kristen Chenoweth. They, you know, when they do, you're saying like, oh, the Rotten to the Core song. Like when they start getting into that EDM part and they're like, boom, boom. And they're breaking it down like they're at the rave. I'm like, oh, they are bad. Well, here's. Look at them with their leather. I'm having a general. And I feel like I've had this argument on the podcast before. But I have an issue with um, a lot of like specifically like musical movies or shows like this. And instead of doing more like show tuny or even like modern show tune stuff they're doing they're like writing pop songs that right. people break out into which i feel like is so different like the uh the ridiculous song where uh yeah prince tom is that his name <laughs> whatever um whatever he says that is. he's in love with mal and so he does this song. catchy song but like it's not a 
like a musical number. Yeah. It also. He's I, like R I D I C U L O S. Oh, U S. Oh, U S. I fucked yeah, it up. It's a hard word. It's I don't really know how to long. spell. It's, I'm so sorry. It doesn't belong. I wasn't a, a cheerleader. A, I apologize. Uh, right. It's not a music. Yeah. It's not like traditional musical. Yeah, I also like, wrote as that song kept going and I was like, oh my God, this is a long song. It's like four and a half minutes. The song was so long that Sarah Jeffrey's character, I forget the character that she plays, um, Oh, is that the like the ex girlfriend? The, the ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll, I'll. I'll look it up in a second. But yeah, her. Her real name is Sarah Jeffrey. I'm obsessed with her. We're gonna talk about her in a second. Pause on her. Pause on her. Okay. We're gonna come back to her. We'll We'll circle back on her. Um. But in that song goes on so long that she has time to get another boyfriend. Oh, that's By the right. end of it. By the end of the song, she's like, "I don't need you anymore. I know that you have Mel." She's like, "I'm dating Chad now. Mwah. We're going to the dance together." But I was like, "You remember high school?" Yeah. But like, that's how long it went on. That bitch was like, I got a new boyfriend already. That is some baller energy right there. Yeah. I mean, I guess Prince Ben was just a flavor of the week for her. Right. She's like, I don't need you. Chad's been waiting. <laughs> like, I was like, OK, girl, go for it. Go for it. I love that. That was some energy. Sarah Jeffrey. I don't know if you know her. She's no. is she, fabulous. Is she in the same camp as like Olivia Rodrigo? I don't know who that I is. Yes, you know, Olivia Rodrigo. A am I having an old person? No, she, she's the, the girl that sings driver's license. Her. Okay, Sam. When I we're done don't listening, know that song. When you're I'm on a thousand way, years old. When you're on your way to your next obligation of the evening, <laughs> put on her album. It's like it's it's very good. She's like a Disney kid. She's in that high school musical TV show and uh mm. like the music is like legitimately good. Like it's like pretty it's like a breakup album, but it's okay. relatively nuanced in like what the emotions that she's going through are. Definitely recommend. But, I but, will look her up. Yeah, so like is Jessica Jeffries. Sarah Jeffrey. Why Sarah you, don't Jess confuse me? I'll mix it up. Okay. Sarah Jeffrey. No, I don't know. I don't know if she. I don't think she's done other Disney stuff, or or if she has, I'm not familiar. She did two out of three of um the Descendants trilogy. Ooh. Um, ooh. Uh, spoiler alert. But uh, she, where I know her from, is two other things. She was in Shades of Blue, which was a J Lo show. Okay. It was like two seasons. It was really good though. She played J Lo's daughter. Um, the show was really good. Like J-Lo played like a bad cop, you know? Okay. I know we don't like cop things anymore. Well, like, she's and, bad. But she so. was bad. I mean, they're all bad. So <laughs> Wait, no, it's that's like, not a good thing. No, she, don't worry, she's a bad Like, cop. she got like caught up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The show also has Ray Liotta in it. It's J-Lo and Ray Liotta. It was a good show. Jay Liotta, cool. J <laughs> Ray Liotta and J-Lo. Arlo. Um, and it, it was just two seasons, but it was really good. So that's where I originally found her. And then most more recently, she is one of the main characters in the new Charmed reboot. Right. She's I one of the witches. I forgot that Charmed yes. was being rebooted. Wow. What are you doing with your life? Do you not watch CW like I do? Because that's all I watch. I'm no, like, see, I like TV shows. I, I got into like WB programming so late that like I can't even, I can't get started with CW yet. There's so many good things there. You're missing out on a lot of good. If you like kid flick stuff, you're missing out on a good that's, lot of good content. Oh God, and I live for content. Who the doesn't only, live for content? Like yeah. the only two CW shows are like for me are Gilmore Girls and then Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, and you're, I Zombie. Yeah, I, oh, I love iZombie. Oh my God, can terrible, we talk about that? Terrible name for a show, but great show. Such a good show. Yes. I could talk about that forever. Don't even get me started. Okay? We'll, start a, we'll start a rewatch iZombie podcast. I am so down. <laughs> and then it'll get so big that we'll have Quinta Bronson in it, who's from Philadelphia, who's in the show, oh. who's super well known now. She's done like a bunch of other shows as well, like a Black I Lady Sketch Show. And oh, Okay, she, and, I, and I just need to... 
like hug the actor that plays Ravi, who's also I in know. season two of um, or uh, Haunting a Blind Manor. Oh, I never watched. I don't watch that it's kind great. of stuff. I don't do that. That's stuff. fair. That's there's why I'm doing this show with you now and not other people's podcasts. Um, um, but anyway, that's where Sarah Jeffries from. She's and she's so good and charmed. Like she's fabulous. She's just a really good young actress. And I'm just like excited to see where the rest of her career goes. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stan. I got to say that. I'm sort of good. sort of a stalker fan of hers. Okay. I love her. Also, uh, I just realized we haven't really said the plot of this movie. So <laughs> it's it's barely a plot. So basically, so Prince Ben is the son of the Beast and Belle. And he's about to take over the throne of Arendelle. And so in this reality... Aradon. What did oh, you say? Oh, Arendelle is uh, frozen. Um, Aradon. Oops, Aradon. Okay. We're in Aradon. My Aridon. favorite uh, dinosaur. And so <laughs> when Belle and the Beast uh, became like the rulers of this land, they collaborated with all of like the good Disney princesses and characters, and they formed a big land. And then they sequestered all of the... Uh, minions, villains, henchmen, and their family to this island where they have to just stay. It's like a police state. It's kind of, you know, when you really think about it, just like Cats, this movie is really talking about society Mm. and society's downfalls. Yeah, this is basically how Australia was formed. (laughs) That's right. Actually, what? It's literally the same as Australia, right? Because they're like, oh, you're a criminal. You live there now. And, And they don't like treat them well. Like at the beginning, they're like, oh, we don't have internet. Yeah, we don't have like, candy. No candy, no Wi-Fi. But then also you go through like their community and like the outdoor bazaar or whatever. And you're like, they, have, they, they seem to have figured stuff out. But yeah. I do feel bad. I get either jailing or doing something with the villains. But like henchmen and like sidekicks, I feel like they don't deserve it. Because they're kind of like caught up in it. Like they're Do just kind of like... What about in the Holocaust to bring it back to the Holocaust? Okay, so there what is... What about the people who were like, I wasn't in charge. I was just following rules. Well, what do you say to all of the German... The, all of the German society that got brainwashed by uh, nationalism? I will never go to Germany. That's what I say. <laughs> Honestly, I'm definitely... I definitely would love to go to Berlin only. Only? Um, but, but yeah, like, exactly. But like to it's a certain not, extent, because you think or of their like, children. Yeah, the children is wild. But like, and, and I guess that's kind of the point of the movie, because Prince Ben is like, as my first decree, right. I want to bring a few of these descendants um, to our our prep school and like give them a chance. And so that's kind of how things get into motion. And Maleficent yeah. is like, cool, magic doesn't work on our island; it works in their turf. Here's our spell book, and like you're gonna steal fair godmother's wand and you're gonna like break the barrier between our worlds and we're gonna wreak havoc and they're like bet uh and that's basically the movie and then they're the the teens are like we actually enjoy you know being good yeah right exactly like they get a taste of what the other side could be like they get to see how the other half lives and they get to decide for themselves kind of whether or not they want to be bad like their parents and just sort of go down that path because it's what they have to do versus being able to choose to be good. And like, who would it sound like any other uh, Disney movie besides most of them? Right. Exactly. It is funny though. Cause they, they really explore like, Oh, uh, whatever, uh, whatever kid has a speaking part, they're a kid. They're related to a, a Disney character. And the one like secondary character is the son of dopey. Oh my gosh. Which, I mean, I mean, we're asking who fucked these villains. Who fucked Dopey? Really? Truly? It's like, that doesn't sound legal. I don't... 
like it's like wrong but also this kid isn't like dumb that's the like if he's dopey like be the son of doc or something or right or the son of sneezy would be funny but like son of dopey and like he's in science class and like he does well enough in science class so like you you can't break the rules like that's i think the thing that's frustrating is like uh, about this movie is that um they could really play up like okay we know these characters for these things let's see like nature versus nurture in their kids and stuff and they just like it just becomes a regular like plug in and play um disney movie which like whatever i get it right i I understand that that's more marketable than like an actual thing but right they're like well we already made these movies that people love how can we continue to capitalize off of those movies without having to do too much work yeah um and also some of the names do suck like they for the son of Prince Charming, they just his name is just Prince Charming Jr. Like, <laughs> but the, like people do basic ass names like that, right? Yeah, that, I I will give you that. Like J- Jafar's son is named Jay, Jay because yeah. his name is Jafar, right? Um, and Mal and Maleficent. Yeah, yeah, then, it's all pretty all pretty lazy. Oh, oh my god, and Evie and Evil Queen. I didn't even realize. Oh that. my god, and then yeah. I don't remember the the son of Cruella like connor or something i also will say because i i didn't realize this was my first experience with him but um that character is cameron boyce who died two years ago um he had like a a seizure uh, or something and like i uh, like i'd heard a lot about him because i he did like a an adam sandler movie he did these three he did a bunch of other disney channel what adam sandler movie did he do do you remember i Honestly, okay. couldn't tell you. We'll find, I don't know I'll find why. Out. IMDb will tell us later. It popped in my head that he was either one of the kids in Click or Bedtime Stories. Okay. I don't know if that's true, though. But he was in that. He was going to be in Hubie Halloween. But then he, he died like right before production. So putting that out there. Because he, wow. like, he died right before the third one. Uh, third Descendants was released. Wow. That's yeah. so sad. Right? It's so young. Yeah. And like this, this is clearly this movie is like really like the, ba- the new batch. Because... The main girl, um, uh, Mal, she's she did this show, Live and Maddie, where she plays like identical twins. Mm. So like, you know, the whole mill at Disney keeps running and running, but these are right. like, I guess, all the newbies, the new big kids. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Once they do one thing, they continue to do a bunch of things for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. That's also an Olivia Rodrigo reference that you'll get later tonight. Um. But yeah, I guess like like uh, just as we've we've kind of talked about a lot of this movie already. But like, are there any specific points that kind of stand out to you? Because like, like we said, this movie is kind of a fever dream in the best way. Yeah, I really like the I like uh, Kristen Chenoweth's character. I really like that she is playing this evil character, which is kind of different than how we normally know her. You know, when we think of her like in Wicked, we don't think of her. And it's interesting because and also like she is in a way, I guess, the villain in Wicked, but like this very nuanced thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, here she's just like, I'm bad. Right. (laughs) That was a fantastic um, impression of her. Have have you seen her TikToks? I have not. (gasps) What does she do? (laughs) She just belts. That's like literally all she did. It's great. It's it's so much because it's it like either her daughter or her assistant just like records her like like juicing in an orange and she's just belting or like outside it in the pool and she's just belting. 
It's all belting related content. Right. <laughs> yeah, That's like amazing. She, but she's like killing she's it. Like, I, th- again, like nobody is half-assing really a performance. Like everybody's like, yeah. we know exactly what this is. Like, and it's, uh, it's also, I think like a lot of the people that either do Disney channel movies or shows, like they're all theater people. And yeah. like, it's all, it's all like theater acting on screen instead of like screen acting. And like, it just amps everything up. Everything is in Technicolor. Yeah, that's true. That is really true. Yeah, the song that she does where she's like, do you want to be evil like me? Is that not a classic? That was good. Um, But then that also gets weirdly poppy because like it's her and her daughter singing and duetting together. But then they like add in like chorus and like extra like layered echoey reverb voices in the background. Like you don't need this. Like it sounds weird. Cause, yeah. And the same happens in... Uh, if only, which was I think it was like a radio single single because I remember hearing this song. I yeah. know the song somehow, and like when it's like a long shot of like the camera panning back and forth on her just kind of singing and just kind of going like vamping, just going whoa whoa. But then right. <laughs> she stops singing, and then you hear like her Hers, vamping, her voice, and yeah. again like they either overproduced it or they like changed it after they shot that scene. You know. I was wondering, um, are any of these kids actually singing these songs? And yeah, I, I mean, they're find not doing it, on, it live. No, 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 I, no. But like, are they, is it them or is it someone else singing? I think the girls are, I'm a little suspicious of Ben, the, the prince. Here's, I don't think he's singing. Here's why I ask too, because okay. A, it doesn't, it doesn't like, you know, obviously they've dubbed it a lot so maybe it's them but it would be like me singing and then you auto-tuning me right yeah or like they like a lot of times they'll get a sound alike so the right. person will sing some of it but then like somebody else will fill in the gaps interesting like that's that's what they Tell did with vanessa more. hudgens in high school musical interesting and i mean zach efron is not singing in the first one or two i i think i feel like this is similar i, I was trying to find it on imdb earlier and i couldn't find anything um, but I was I I have this feeling that they're not actually like it's not their voices or there's some sort of dubbing going in with someone else, like you said, which is really interesting. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, I, um, I have a feeling it's it might just be really overproduced because so that's yeah. I was listening on Spotify earlier because I wanted to get pumped for this recording. So yeah. I watched it two days ago or yesterday, two days ago, and I was listening to it on Spotify, the album. And um, one of the songs came up and it, it showed the singer as. Sean Mendez. Oh, he so he sings there's like an end credit song. An end credit song. Okay, okay. I, I was like, what too. is this? And I was like, Sean Mendez wrote like, an Sean original Mendes? song for Descendants. Isn't that so random? Descendants Mendez. Like, and then I was like, did he sing other people's songs? Okay, so that makes more sense. That yeah, makes that, more sense. That's that's at least my assumption. Um interesting. Yeah. I <laughs> It's also like the, you know, like love potions are, oh, so Maleficent, uh, Mal makes like a love potion for Ben so that like he'll fall in love with her and then he can get, she can get closer to fair godmother's wand, whatever. Um, and like they do that thing where like somebody's in love and it just like, it kills them how much they're in love. Like he's like yelling, he wants to sing her name. And like, I've been in love two, three times in my life, but like. I keep that to myself. Like I'm not singing a song. It it was it was intense. Uh, it's a, it's an intense love song. It's all intense. 
Yeah, it's an intense love spell for sure. Um, it's, you know, a love spell is a classic, right? It's a classic, but they never work the way that you want them to. No. So it's surprising that this one even worked because it usually, perfectly. yeah, it works perfectly. Usually when you do a love spell, it's like, oh, you're going to do a love spell, but it's going to make a hundred people be obsessed with you and break down your door and like choke you to death because they love you so much. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I also forgot that there is a re- an acapella rendition of Be Our Guest and it sucks shit. Okay. It, Did it you the, hate it, it? I loved I, it. I absolutely hated it. I loved it. it so bad they broke that shit down yeah, it was yeah. like an edm i felt like i was at the rave like i feel like if i was on can i say the word drugs i feel like if i was on <laughs> yeah, your I, voice. <laughs> if i was really fucked up at the rave you know i just feel like i would want to hear that come on and it would be like like hearing like like baby shark at the at the club at night you know yeah. where you're in the middle you know you're raving everyone's fucked up and all of a sudden they play like an edm dubstep version of baby shark that's what that felt like to me i Look, I get it. I get it. I just think like, like, be I, I just be felt so bad for every single person because then like, like Belle afterwards is like, that was really good, honey. And it's like, you didn't have to have her say that. Right. Um, why did you even make her say that? Don't, and, don't, don't force her. And like, really the last thing that I want to talk about, I think with this movie is like, I, and like, this sounds like I'm making a joke here, but occasionally there's really interesting like stuff about like intergenerational trauma right like little tiny hints because so mal at one point um meets uh, a sleeping beauty's mother i think Mm -hmm. and like the mother freaks out and she like cries and she's like like you know she had to miss her daughter's like first steps and words because she was under that spell and what your mother did to her. And I kind of wish that like this movie was never going to do that, but I kind of wish that it would have been like the, the kids of these villains understanding what their parents did and realizing like, Oh, like this is, I idolize this person and like, they don't care about me and they caused all this harm. And like, I have to carry that now and I have to make up for it. And that yeah. kind of happens where Mal's like, maybe I don't want to be bad. Like a very, like, uh, like Michelle Tanner running up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, very true. And you're right. They don't really talk about it much, but they're sort of, there's like one hint that I noticed where the kids are all like, well, aren't you afraid of your parent? Aren't you afraid of them? Yeah. Like, aren't you scared? And I thought to myself, these people were like evil, right? Where they were trying to kill people and do all these other things. And then I thought to myself, they must be, these poor kids must have lived in these abusive households, you know? What kind of evil parent that is doing all kinds of wrong to others isn't doing wrong inside the home? We know how that works. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, these poor kids are traumatized. They're getting abused by their evil parents, their villain parents. And then like, of course they want to get away. Of course they want to live on the other island. Like, why would we choose to be bad and go back home with your abusive asses? We're going to live on this island with candy and Wi-Fi where people are nice to us. And like, it kind of ends up working out. Yeah. So like, long story short, um, uh, Ben becomes the king. Um, They give him the cheapest looking crown you've ever seen. Uh, Maleficent comes and freezes everybody. And because they don't really have a budget, everybody's like, okay, everybody stop moving. And everybody is shaking. (laughs) Nobody can stay still. Um, And then the kids battle and Maleficent turns into a newt because she doesn't have love. 
Yeah. And she'll maybe learn to love. Um, and then they do a terrible song at the end. <laughs> Set it off. But that's that's really the whole of the movie. Like, is is there any other last bits that you want to bring up before we just go in and rate it? I think that's it. I think it was fantastic. It was, I listen, I thought that the Be Our Guest remix was fire. I disagree with you. I literally wrote fire oh. in my list. I, I also wrote fire, but fire the person that arranged this and allowed it in the movie. Sorry, Kenny. Um yeah, it was fabulous. I also like that they dropped in the little rotten to the core. Like every so often it would just like play after they did something bad. Yeah, you know, every w- once in a while they just sprinkled it in. That's like the little musical thing of like, oh, there's a motif that they're going to sprinkle mm-hmm, throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. All in all. That's all I got to say. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is like a it's just a campy wild time. Like yeah. watch with people and just be like, this is ridiculous. But uh, look, Sam, now it's the part of the show where we rate and review it. Look, you, you've been on the show before. You know how this works. Um, I'll let you go first, but what would you give Descendants on a scale of zero to five? You can be as uh, specific with the decimal places as you'd like. Mm, mm, wonderful. Okay. I am going to rate this. I'm going to do a 4.4. I know it's quite high. I know it's high, but I thought that this was a fantastic fever dream. I loved every moment of it. The music was campy. We didn't even talk about the outfits. Okay. The hair, the outfits were fabulous. They certainly were outfits. They were out. Oh, they were so cool. <laughs> I loved the outfits. Ross hates them for the record, as we all could tell. Yeah, I'm seething with rage. No, they were they were cool. But like, look, I did a I did a production of In the Heights in high school. Mm. I'm sorry. And uh, like our, our our costume person was like just an older white lady. So she was like, oh, we'll like have everybody wear like just patterns and like that's 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 basically what this was <laughs> just and lot lots of, of leather oh lots of le- lots of leather. leather too much leather for kids and dyed hair that's true yeah uh and then 4.4 honestly, honestly i'm not that far away from you i'm giving it a 3.7 like i feel like i i i rate a lot of movies threes in the three range just because like you know like uh, they all kind of even out after a hundred and something episodes but it's campy it's goofy i was definitely bored maybe because i was watching this by myself at like one in the afternoon but that's that's my fault um but crunching the numbers we're rating uh the descent not the descendants descendants a score of 5.05 and this is crazy this is the exact same rating that we gave to galaxy quest the tim allen alan rickman sigourney weaver movie that makes sense so yeah so uh that checks so that puts us right around the same territory as Matilda, as Paranorman, as the Disney educational film Donald in Math Magic Land. But uh, that's we did it. That's Descendants. And uh, stay tuned because Descendants 2 is coming. Uh, it'll happen. But Sam, thank you so much for uh, coming. And it was great to see you in person. Um, uh, tell, tell everybody about your uh, podcast, Sam We Are. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again for having me, Ross. Um, Super fun to be here. My podcast, Sam We Are, is streaming on all platforms. We talk about all kinds of, um, we don't talk about kids shows. We do the opposite. We talk about all kinds of naughty things. We talk about sexuality. We talk about cannabis. Can I say that on here? Yeah. You have to, you can cut it if you need to. That's fine. We we talk about all things Philly. We talk about feminism. Um, It's a real, and vegan, veganism. So it's a super fun podcast and you can find it on all streaming platforms. Um, I think Ross also told me I could say where my next comedy show is happening. Yes. It is on August 15th um, at Wine Dive. It's called The Afternoon After. It is a monthly showcase. We've got a killer lineup with a headliner of Che Guerrero. It's going to be really cool. It's a 
free show, you can check it out. Yeah, wonderful. And, you know, as always, rate and review this wherever you listen because it helps us out. Tell a friend. I don't know. <laughs> Do your thing. But that is all for today. We will hopefully hear you in a fortnight. And go, go, Gadget, and show.